Hello and welcome to 15 Minutes in Hell. It's a 15-minute long podcast. Today I'm joined by Max Collins of Eve 6, a, a, a rock band. Max, how you doing? I'm doing well, Ed. Thanks for having me. No, of course, my pleasure. So, weird question to begin with, because I don't do normal questions. What is being famous actually like? And would you say you're more famous today than before? Because you were in a weird time for it. Yeah. Um, well... Uh, the the fame that we that our band enjoyed as far as fame goes was pretty marginal i think like if you're you know holding us up against you know the, um the more like well-known canonical 90s bands um right. we sort of rated a blip uh you know in in the public consciousness there for a moment, but it was still, I guess, kind of could count as fame, you know? Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a strange, a strange time for music, for bands, the late nineties when, um, you know, record companies were just kind of like going into just basically signing everything, everyone and everyone they could mm -hmm. as, um, as our friend, uh, our unlikely friend Steve Albini says every swing and dick with a guitar was getting a record deal, and uh, and it was all just about you know did the company feel like they could market or sell a song, um, and so yeah we were sort of in in our you know first iteration which is the one where I guess most known for um, that's what it was it was it was it was one song. And you've kind of transitioned out. To, you still make music, as we both know, but you've kind of transitioned into almost being a writer. How did that happen? Because it, it's been well, fairly gradual, I've noticed. It has, yeah. I mean, it started as kind of a joke. Uh, someone, um, someone reached out to me about <laughs> about uh, Mark Yarm, who was the the editor of Input Magazine reached out to me after um, John Hinckley of attempting to assassinate Ronald Reagan fame did a tweet where he said, these are some bands I'm listening to. Um, and he listed a bunch of bands and uh, among them were a bunch of really like good bands. I remember thinking, wow, he has some taste. And then um, smuggled in there was eve six it was like neutral milk hotel blah, blah 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 eve six and um i just i i replied to that tweet saying we should do a song together john and then i got a message from the editor of input magazine saying um i i want to commission you to interview john hinckley and right so i I was like, sure, uh, I'll I'll do that, and I think he, Mark, tried to or did reach out to Hinckley's manager to see if that was something that could be done, and we realized that uh, the conditions of Hinckley's, uh, you know, institutionalization or whatever it was at the time, which has now been lifted, uh, you know, he wasn't allowed to do any press or anything like that, right? So. I, I did end up interviewing Hinckley later, about a year later when he was able to do that stuff. But, you know, Mark said, well, it'd be cool to, you know, we can't do this for these reasons, but it'd be cool to do something um, together. 
And I was like, well, what about an advice column? And I, I said it as a joke, you know. Uh, right. And, and he, he responded that he was in a meeting with the input people and that everyone thought that sounded like a great idea. And then I got a little bit nervous, like, um, well, I don't, I've never written anything. Never given advice. <laughs> I've never given advice, really. I mean, um, I've certainly never, like, I had never written anything outside of like a three-minute pop song before. But, uh, you know, I said yes. And so I started doing this column and it kind of turned into a thing that I realized I was maybe kind of okay at and uh, I enjoyed the writing and people seemed to like it. So that was my kind of first foray into that. Uh, input, of course, got shuttered and then BuzzFeed News picked up the column and then BuzzFeed News got shuttered. Uh, I, I had also gotten a book deal, believe it or not, after like the Twitter stuff blew up and I... I had, For the audience, uh, elaborate a bit about what the Twitter stuff refers to. Okay. <laughs> the Twitter stuff, well, I guess it would have been in, what, 2020? Um, uh, I, 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 did, I did a tweet where I said um, I was literally a virgin when I wrote the Heart in a Blender song, which... Uh, was just a thing that occurred to me and was true, and I thought, "Well, that's this is kind of kind of funny and embarrassing." I think I'll say it, and that that tweet blew up, and so I just sort of continued saying things. <laughs> and the, post, the poster's creed. The poster's creed to the you know enjoyment of of some and the chagrin of many i just kept this was also during lockdown so i wasn't able to work we had canceled tours i was right. just basically like sitting in my place you know slowly losing my mind with everybody else and just decided to basically publish every thought that um drifted through my transom <laughs> so yeah so that began this kind of online thing with us and and the book deal of course and the book deal. And so I was like, okay, book deal. I got, sounds like something I guess I should say yes to. And I did. And I, I signed the thing and got the advance and, um, it wasn't a huge thing. It wasn't a major publisher or anything. Um, and then I realized like, I don't want to write a rock bio. Our story isn't really conducive to a rock bio. Um, you know, if you're like talking about like the, you know, the Nikki six one or, you know, like uh, Eddie Van Halen or any of these people who like mainlined heroin into their irises or whatever. It's like my story isn't that. And I think what's entertaining about it, maybe if anything is, is that it's kind of the opposite of that. It's like um, the weatherman starring Nicolas Cage of alternative rock. And so, so I, I gave the advance back. I'm a very cunning businessman. Uh, right. And um, keep him know, guessing. Yeah. And, but I, I started doing this essay project for the Eve Six Patreon where I would kind of do these little vignettes and tell these, tell, tell stories about the past, about, you know, what it was like, what happened, what it's Maybe like. Maybe getting your ass handed to you by another band, I remember. 
I forget which band it was, but wasn't there one band oh. that someone was you were this close to getting your ass kicked? Yeah, there there are a couple of those. One, oh, okay. <laughs> one I wrote about. One I've yet to write about. Um, the one I wrote about was was Stained, the band Stained, right? And yeah, I uh, I'm what like seventeen years sober now, um, but uh, well, yeah. To state the obvious, I you know there's I I wasn't well. There was there's a reason why I am. And yeah, I was like very much, you know, in my cups uh, at this radio festival. And um, do you want me to tell the story, or my, is this okay. too long? Let's let's yeah. get back. Actually, <laughs> let, let's change tack a little bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I did actually really want to ask you about the '90s specifically because I feel like you've seen this big nostalgia push with like the '80s and like there's you've seen this, but and I've almost seen it with the 2000s, but it's almost like the '90s got left out. And it's really weird because I feel like a lot of the content there was very satisfying and very blunt force almost in a way I like, but it's mm-hmm. almost like that you haven't seen, I wonder why that is. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like the eighties, um, redux thing I feel like has been going on for a long time now. Like, yeah. uh, and a lot of those just production elements. I mean, you can see why they're, so good and so specific that people keep kind of going back to that well i think part of what characterized the 90s was uh in alternative music or whatever was that it was all over the place i mean there such disparate sounds um yeah that were that that made it up that it maybe makes it more difficult to like tap and redo or something but what confuses me is it feels like there was a very strong thread that applied to the day i always choose wax ecstatic by sponge mm-hmm. the video was like it's got everything it's got a fake roller derby it's got a fake concert it's got a drug it's got yeah. this kind of sarcastic thing but there was a lot of themes about sarcasm like a sarcastic view on capitalism back then mm-hmm. you'd think all of this would apply there was yeah, also a deep really cynicism would. as well it was just like yeah it was there was, it was a, a deep cynicism but also sort of a rudderlessness i think that's right you know um it's like this is everything that's wrong but also you know there's like a nihilism there that maybe isn't as understandable today or something for good reason i don't know that song is so good um yeah 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 and that that band was so good live they're still playing too that's so Um, good yeah, I mean, we're doing it now in a very small, uh, you know, way. We're we're releasing music exclusively to our Patreon, um, where people can like download it. We're going to be putting physicals up there too. But we are, uh, yeah. I mean, we're our 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 influences are a lot of those sort of early '90s bands that are the song we're most known for doesn't really sound like i think but like I yeah think, um uh, the the newer stuff we're doing you can maybe draw more more of a line to to some of those actual well, alternative rock bands yeah so why aren't you on streaming because i know like you're only on patreon why have you avoided streaming is it just the economics or is it something else yeah i mean it's it's yeah it's it's just the economics. I mean, I think the 
the platform itself is great and it like i mean the you know the i shouldn't say the platform itself the fact that you can listen to any and every song that was ever recorded that you have you know the library of the world's music at your fingertips that's wonderful but um yeah they they you know they pay out as many people know now 0. 0.003 cents per stream and it's not just that it's that most of that money if you're a band like us who has a major record company that owns your masters that 0. 0.003 is going back to Sony Records who in in large part who is a yeah. part owner of Spotify so it's just this like crazy trust breach uh human centipede of human centipede of exploitation and yeah i mean we know where we know where we sort of stand in things where our places we're not you know uh expecting for you know what we do to be some snowball thing but it's our little way of protesting that and yeah, and we're actually making money from our recorded music now. It's a crazy idea, that. Yeah, it's a crazy idea. With with not that, I mean, we only started this Patreon thing a few months ago, you know? So, um, and yeah, it's it's already proven wor worthwhile. We can fund real recordings and not have to pay back advances or, or anything else. And yeah. And now that Bandcamp is off the table as another option, we were having to field those questions like, why don't you put your stuff on Bandcamp? And we were like, with this sort of combination essay writing thing, uh, plus music, Patreon just makes sense for us. And I mean, fuck Patreon too, right? I'm sure it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to like extol the virtues of them either, but for the project we're doing right now, it, it, it's been good. It almost feels like we are heading towards a problem point with music, though, if we're not already there. The patronage is kind of broken. Mm -hmm. like, and yeah. I just don't, like, I don't know what you think, but like, it doesn't feel like streaming sustainable long term. Yeah. And it keeps getting worse, too. Like, Spotify recently introduced this new policy where they're not going to pay anything out to artists who uh, don't get to a certain number of streams. I think it might be a thousand or something like that, which, you know, a thousand isn't very many streams, but it's still that that's another hostile thing that Spotify is doing to new artists, new up and coming artists who are competing on Spotify with old ass motherfuckers like us. You know what I mean? So it's like it's increasingly difficult to as a new artist kind of like get paid <laughs> you know what i mean well max it's been wonderful having you on that's the end of our 15 minutes you've been listening to 15 minutes in hell i'm ed zitron joined by max collins today it's got it's patreon.com slash eve six correct yeah i think it's spelled um eve six ix but if you if you just search eve six on patreon it'll come up wonderful you can find us at where's your ed dot at slash podcast and of course you find us on discord at chat dot where's your ed dot at thank you for listening